0: One of the Brainerd Lake's biggest fishing events is coming up next weekend, Saturday, June 5th. It's the Minnesota Fishing Challenge on Gull Lake. Bernie Barringer, the tournament director, has all the details. And our good friend Jason Durham from Go Fish Guide Service is fired up for fishing. He's always fired up for fishing. But he's got the details on the Park Rapids and Nevis fishing scene. It's all coming up. (laughs) up.
1: Your fishing with me, your fishing with me
0: And welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Checking in with our friend Jason Durham from Go Fish Guide Service over in the Nevis Park Rapids area. Jason, great to have you back on the show. Hey, great to be back. I, I always enjoy talking
1: fishing with you, Kev. And, uh, of course, sharing any insight that I have. I can't uh, say that it's not all wise, but uh, I am an angler. so
0: <laughs> Yes, I know. I know, we have to take everything a little bit with a grain of salt with <laughs> anglers.
1: <laughs> of course, that's our nature. That's the way we're wired.
0: Well, I know here in the Bemidji area we've been seeing really good bites the first few weeks of fishing. What's been going on in your, your area?
1: You know, I would say it's, it's very similar and that anglers are having some really good success, but it just totally depends on the day, the time uh what you're trying to catch that's a big thing too opening weekend was so good for us for walleye and then it seemed like we had a little dip in activity and now things are picking up again but who knows what's going to happen so many things in the early part of this season in terms of uh consistent bites and getting on fish consistently hinges on what the weather is doing and it has a big impact on fish behavior the unfortunate thing for fish that are spawning right now is it has a Im- big impact on their reproduction it's the it's the biggest factor that impacts fish production and um you know we'll just have to hope that mother nature is kind and, and we get to see those crappies that are spawning right now and the sunfish and the smallmouth and largemouth bass that they have good seasons of reproduction
0: oh yes that's hugely important obviously for for everybody who's involved in the fishing world um good start to the season as you noted uh were the walleyes and are the walleyes where they typically would be or are they a little bit ahead of the game this year i would say they're slightly ahead but not too much we're still
1: getting getting some walleyes up in shallow water you know you can find them in that like five six feet of water at times but the anglers that are doing best right now are getting fish anywhere from that like 14 to 18 feet of water that seems to be a little more magic and we've definitely seen a shift in what anglers are catching walleyes on, you know, early part of the season, it seems like jigging a shiner rains. That that is the bait to go with, and we've definitely seen a transition over into the, the nightcrawler bite. Those water temperatures are getting warmer, and you don't have to have minnows with to go out and catch walleyes.
0: That's uh, yeah, that's a little unusual at this stage of the game.
1: I wouldn't say it's that unusual. In fact. Okay. As I was talking to some other anglers, too, they said, well, once that water temperature hits, gets into the 60s, that that crawler bite starts to, you know, become more prominent. And, you know, I've preached this for years that even on opener, I'll go out and fish crawlers and catch fish on them, Uh, not shy about using them. And that's especially in this area where we don't have these giant bodies of water that have these massive schools of shiners that you're having, you know, dozens of walleyes sitting on. Uh, you, you still do well with a shiner. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discrediting the use of, <laughs> of spot tail shiners, uh, but I also put a lot of credence into night crawlers and, of course, leeches, too.
0: So uh, you've got a ton of lakes, and you can pick your poison when it comes to where what walleye lake you want to be on. Any type of lake, though, that is doing better this time of year?
1: You know, usually we say anglers should gravitate toward those small, dark bottom lakes where the water's going to warm faster. And we're actually seeing some better activity on those bigger bodies of water right now. The, you know, fishhook chain of lakes where you've got island eagle, potato, fishhook, and fishhook and potato are two of our bigger lakes in the area. Long Lake is another one that's uh, expansive in terms of these small lakes that we have, but very, very deep. And so it takes a long time for that water to warm up, Uh, anglers only look at their electronics most of the time and they say, oh, well, the surface temperature is 65 degrees. Well, what they don't understand is that the water below it, 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 that 65 degrees doesn't go down very far. Mm -hmm. When you've got a lake that's over 100 feet deep, there's a lot of influence there. Wind is a huge determining factor of getting that water to warm up in the spring because that top layer of water, as it blows across the lake, it will turn under and roll deeper, um, and that helps out for warming the lakes up. Uh, but then as we get into later summer, of course, you know, you don't want, you don't want hot water too, too deep on these deep lakes because it will squeeze that thermocline, and we do have a few lakes in this area that um, are seeing... Uh, warmer water in that upper layer when the lake stratifies into three distinct layers in midsummer, uh, We're seeing some lakes that, that that top layer of warmer water is going deeper than it typically does. And we're seeing the bottom layer that doesn't have much much oxygen in it, dissolved oxygen, that that is raising up and so it's really pinching out the thermocline. And lakes like Big Sand Lake and Little Sand Lake, uh, the Lake Association actually monitors dissolved oxygen and water temperature weekly out there uh, just to make sure that we don't have a big fish die off especially of some of these forage species like cisco and tulipies
0: jason last year one of the things we saw was a great increase in the number of anglers because that was one of the few things that we could do life is much closer to normal this year what are you seeing as far as the number of people out fishing this year
1: it's definitely changed. There's been an uptick, and I don't think anybody here is denying that. At the same time, uh, last night I got to have dinner with a great group of anglers, and I was talking with uh, Matt Johnson, who guides down uh, Minnetonka, and, and we were kind of ribbing him a little bit about guiding on Minnetonka because he, he takes people out for bass, mm. So he rarely, rarely has to clean fish. If he does walleye trip, maybe three times a year out there, or crappies and has to clean fish. Um, and the other thing is, um, you know, you, you pick a weed line and you're gonna go out and you're gonna catch them. Uh, and then on the other side of me at dinner last night was Jason Freed from Leisure Outdoor Adventures, who does a lot of guiding on Leech Lake and in the Brainerd Lakes area. And he said when people come to Leech, they're looking for limits. A lot of times they're looking for limits of walleyes. And you know, here it's very, very different. You're getting a lot of different species of fish. And um, you might you might be trying to catch walleyes, but you're also catching largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, all of those different species. And so we're seeing an increase of the number of anglers that are on our local lakes. But it doesn't even compare to what you would see on Minnetonka on a weekday. <laughs> we're not even that busy on a weekend. So so like he was saying, oh, you know, it is easy to guide for bass in, in, in the world of fishing guides. Mm-hmm. But he said, you want to sit in line for an hour and a half to put your boat back on, on the trailer at noon on a Saturday? And it is very rare in our area that you have to wait in line. Whether you're launching or loading, the accesses are, are typically pretty quiet. You might have to do some off-site parking every once in a while and park on the side of the road. But compare that to Red Lake, for instance, where you might have, or Rainy River in the spring, where you might have to walk a mile to your vehicle. So I think we've got it pretty good, even with the increase of anglers and the number of angler hours.
0: Talking fishing with Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service. A lot more with Jason to come later in the show. But up next, we're going to learn about the big Minnesota fishing challenge coming up on Gull Lake next Saturday. This is Fish Paul Bunyan Country. is fishing Paul Bunyan Country. We are checking in on a big event that's going to be happening on Gull Lake next Saturday, uh, June 5th. It is the Minnesota Fishing Challenge. Tournament Director Bernie Berringer is joining me. Uh, First of all, Bernie, thanks for taking time today and talking with us.
2: I really appreciate the opportunity. It's good to talk.
0: Well, this is a big, big event, and uh, it's been going on for a few years. Tell us a, a little bit of the history of the Minnesota Fishing Challenge. Well, the fishing
2: challenge started 13 years ago, and it is—it's uh, a way to raise funds for the Minnesota Teen Challenge campuses. There's five of them across Minnesota, and uh, you know, it's people that love to fish and also love Teen Challenge, and, and basically get together and try to benefit uh, an amazing organization that really helps people transform lives.
0: And uh, we will get into that uh, in just a minute because I really want people to understand uh, the cause that you that you're uh, fishing for next Saturday. But uh, for those who uh, who are unfamiliar, as you said, this has been going on 13 years, and and this is quite an event. It's a it's a pretty competitive tournament. There's some great prizes. Uh, a lot of, just from a selfish perspective, there's a lot of reasons to get involved in this tournament.
2: Yeah, there really is. Um... You know, we've, we've got some really amazing people involved. The you know, Hall of Fame anglers, Al Linder is a big part of this, and Steve Panaz, and uh, Ron Shera normally fishes, Gary there's a few of the guys that uh, are available, um, that make themselves available on this day to fish with us and and uh, benefit the cause. And the way the tournament works, it's really unusual. We, you can fish for different species. There's five categories. So when you come to the weigh-in, you can either weigh panfish, walleye, small, uh, largemouth bass, or northern pike, or a mixed bag, which is one of each. And then uh, you're fishing for prizes, the top ten, in each of those divisions win prizes. And we also have the Motory Oil Ugliest Fish Award, and we've got a rock bass bonus. So you, any rock bass you catch, you can throw one bass, rock bass in with any bag, and it, it just counts as like a wild card. And that was Ron Linder's idea. And so it's, a—I call it friendly competition with the emphasis on the friendly because you'll be fishing against, uh, professional bass fishermen and you'll be fishing against somebody with their five-year-old daughter. So it's really all over the map and, and, uh, we raise a lot of money to benefit being challenged and, the you know, our real goal is that when a, a drug or alcohol addict walks into the door and says, I got to get help, we want to be able to help them and, uh, that costs a lot of money, and that's what this is all about.
0: Yeah, for those who are not familiar with uh, the uh, Adult and Teen Challenge, uh, that's what it, it, it's a uh, an, an, an abuse. Um, I, I guess I, I don't even know what to call it. It's just a, a, a one of the many programs out there to help people get over abuse issues, and uh, and it's a faith based uh, initiative as well. Correct.
2: Yeah, and that's really the key to it. And there's so many 30-day programs out there, and we've had addicts that go through these 30-day programs, and and the failure rate is terrible in these programs. But this program is is a much longer program. They can be in this for up to 13 months. And the real key to it is that, I mean, you can try to change your behavior, but to really have a, a transformed life and really become the kind of person that God wanted you to be you got to change your heart, and um, that's really what this is all about and that's why Teen Challenge has more than eighty percent long term success rate for um, people that have just completely driven their life off into the ditch and they become productive members of society and they put their families back together and they're good mothers and fathers that they should be and um, it's it's just really, really rewarding to be a part of it
0: what spurred the group to get going with a fishing tournament.
2: You know, I think it was just an idea of you know what can we do? what kind of a thing can we do to raise money to help this program? And you know they try they did a golf tournament, which they still do, and they they did several other things and but this tournament has just taken on a life of its own. I mean it's one hundred and fifty teams that the DNR gives us a permit for, and um, we're it's full with one hundred and fifty teams. And these people just go out and talk to their family and friends and say, Hey, can you give me a little money for team challenge or maybe the place that they work for? They apply for grants and there's incentives. We give away a, a brand new Lund boat, uh if for every five hundred dollars you raise you get a ticket in the drawing for the boat. And we have um a really amazing number of teams that raise ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. We got we've got a team this year that's gonna raise it looks like they're gonna be right around a hundred thousand they're gonna raise and uh, we got one team that sold four hundred raffle tickets at twenty bucks a piece. It's just unbelievable what people do. Uh, they really get motivated.
0: So this is you're you're right. It's very unique in that we're not just paying a fee for a tournament. We're we're actually going out as our team and raising money like we would say walk MS or any other uh, of those types of events.
2: Yeah, and it, and we have sponsors that pay for all of the cost of the event. I mean, they cover all the costs with fishing industry, people that have stepped forward, uh, and uh, seafoam motor treatment is one that has been really, really generous with us. And, and Lund, of course, with the boat and uh, Fleet Farm, um, you know, we give away a pile of Fleet Farm uh, gift cards, and then they give us some cash to cover the cost of renting all the equipment for the weigh-in and stuff like that, and so... The nice thing is that if you're in this tournament, you go talk to your buddy and say, hey, can you give me 50 bucks for a team challenge? Your buddy knows that that whole $50 goes to benefit um, some drug drug addict, and it's not going to go to pay the, the cost of running the tournament. That's all covered, and that's a really huge benefit.
0: It is a huge benefit, and, and obviously, like you said, people are sold on this program and supporting this cause because, as you noted, you're sold out, and I'm guessing you're sold out pretty much every year.
2: Yeah, we not last year we didn't because of COVID, but um, you know we set a record in 2019. We raised a total of 421 thousand, and then last year it was a bump. You know, we 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 were 340, which it's shocking, really, when you think about what we faced last year, that we raised three hundred forty thousand. Now this year, um, we're going to be over that. Uh, it's getting, it's looking like we probably will hit four hundred again, or really close to that. So, we're, you know, we're really hoping to get over that 400000 hundred thousand dollar range. Man, I'll tell you, we can help so many people uh, recover from a lifetime of addiction with uh, good work that so many people are out there doing.
0: Now, I know there is a, a, a team challenge um, in the Brainerd area. Am I right on that? Yes. Is is this a fundraiser specifically for that, or is this for the, the program statewide?
2: Well, the, when the anglers sign up for the tournament, they choose which campus they want the money they raise to go for.
0: Oh, okay. So,
2: yeah, so we got Brainerd in Minneapolis, uh, Rochester, Duluth, and then the fifth one is a youth academy in Buffalo, Minnesota. So there's five of them total that you can choose. And uh, we're we're building a campus now in Alexandria. And uh, we just had uh, about $3 million donated to build a campus in uh, um, Mankato. So that's going to be moving ahead here over the next couple of years, too. So within three years or so, there looks like there's probably going to be two more.
0: Okay. Well, I'm uh, very familiar with uh, Teen Challenge in that they uh – the Choir comes in performs in our church usually every year or every other year, and uh, it's usually one of the highlights of the church year at our church is when they come and sing. Yeah. So yeah, it's
2: it, really, to hear the testimonies of people whose lives have been completely changed, it's, it's moving.
0: Absolutely. Well, Bernie, who are you, and how did you get involved in this?
2: Well, I have a history of running fishing tournaments, and I actually directed the grand national walleye cup uh, for quite a few years and and uh and jim kalkufan who was a professional walleye trail director uh was early on initiating this tournament with al Linder. the two of them basically launched it and uh, uh about four or five years ago jk came to me and he said hey i'm, I'm looking at retiring are you interested in taking this over because I've been, I've been fishing it. I love Teen Challenge, and my wife and I were fishing the tournament, and raising funds for him and And he came to me and said, "Are you interested in being the director when I retire?" And I'm like, "Sign me up!" You know, I'm all over it. I love it. It's really been so rewarding.
0: It, it yeah, I, I bet it would be. And it just, just looking at the video that I saw. Because I honestly, for all the years I've been around here, I had not heard of this um in until this year and I, I looked at it and i said i gotta we gotta do an interview on this this is a this is a great event and obviously it's it's a really big, i mean just from a fishing perspective it's a really big event
2: it it is i think it might be the largest fundraising fishing tournament in the nation it certainly is the biggest in minnesota and it, it might be the biggest one in the nation i don't know that for sure but yeah i I'd encourage people that if they just want to learn more about it and watch these videos, just go to fishingchallenge.org. And uh, there's a lot of cool information on there. You can watch some videos about it and see the weigh-in and so forth. And they can come and watch the weigh-in in person if they like. You know, pretty excited about the fact that the uh, outdoor restrictions are off now. And so people can come down to Craig's Resort. The weigh-in at 3 o'clock on Saturday, June 5th. And Craigans Resort on the south end of Gull Lake, there's a big beach there. That's where we do the weigh-in. We've got a couple hundred chairs set up, and people can just come and watch.
0: And I'm assuming they can – nobody's going to say no if you just want to make a donation either.
2: Um, you, hey, we never <laughs> turn down donations, yeah. Um, and they can, they can donate at fishingchallenge.org. And here's the interesting thing. They can donate to a team if they know someone that's fishing they can go on there and do a search for the team and they can actually donate through that team I mean, the money goes to tea challenge doesn't go to that team but the team gets credit for it in the drawing for the boat or they can just don't make a general donation to the tournament itself okay. either way
0: well bernie obviously you you have a little bit of love for the outdoors uh, tell us your background as far as outdoors goes
2: um yeah i do i'm a full-time outdoor rider and i've been for many years and uh um, so I'm into hunting and fishing, and I got a bow hunting YouTube channel, and uh, I've kind of transitioned from writing magazine articles and books into more digital stuff, and that's the purpose of the YouTube channel. But I've sold uh, about a thousand magazine articles and have written seventeen books. so it's kept me from having to get a real job for the last thirty years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, kind of a freelance writer, but but now maybe a little bit more concentrated to your own digital platforms
2: yeah yeah pretty much um i still do some columns uh in uh, uh hunting magazines and so forth uh i do a a column in each issue of bear hunting magazine and i've done a column in uh, north american whitetail magazine on public land hunting for quite a few years and but my uh my youtube channel it's a bow hunting youtube channel bow hunting road is what it's called and it's doing well and so i have, you know anything to keep from getting a real job that's the way my wife puts it anyway
0: well you know what uh more power to you, Bernie. More power to you. <laughs> I don't have a real job either. I'm on the radio. so.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a uh, misnomer there, I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. It's great talking to you. This sounds like a great event. Um, if people are listening and saying, boy, I'd like to get involved next year, I'm assuming you got to get registered pretty quick uh, when registration opens or you're you're out of luck, and I'm guessing there's a lot of people who are repeats every year too
2: yeah there are there, there's always a few openings because uh, that first weekend in June it's a big one for graduations and weddings and stuff like that so we have a handful of people that have fished all 13 but not that many really so we usually send out packages in uh, in January to all the information and if you're interested in that um, you know get on the fishing org website and just get um you know, request to be on our mailing list, and we'll send out a package to you next year. And, and we'd love to. We always need new people and new blood. We It's it's really exciting to see people get enthusiastic about it. So we're we're always looking for new people.
0: Bertie Berenger is the tournament director of the Minnesota Fishing Challenge next Saturday on Gull Lake. And, again, Cragen's Resort for the weigh-in at 3 o'clock. Go to the website if you'd like to make a donation. Take a look and see what's going on there. Uh, Bernie, anything else you want to make sure people know before we wrap it up?
2: Just thank you for the support of Teen Challenge. We're we're really transforming lives through Teen Challenge, and we just are so grateful for everyone that's involved.
0: Bernie Berenger, thanks for taking time today and letting us know about this event. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you very much.
0: This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Checking back in with Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service in the Park Rapids and Nevis areas. One of the things that I found really interesting in the last couple of years, and and even more this year than in years past, you know, I'm 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 wanting to talk to some people about walleye for the walleye opener, but now we've got a bass, uh, you know, catch and release season kicking off at the same time. There's a lot of guys. They said, "Well, I was bass fishing," and that's kind of weird.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love that anglers are able to do that um, and not having a, any impact on the harvest there. You know, the other thing is I used to have people that would contact me and they'd say, you know, I see somebody, you know, fishing for bass. They're obviously fishing for bass. Uh, you know, who do I call to turn them in? And I go, gosh, <laughs> you know, that's a tough thing. That's a really tough thing because, you know, is it your responsibility? To a degree, yes. I mean, we are all responsible for our lakes. But you also don't want to be, you know, that person that's going and telling other people how they should be operating their lives yeah. So with this I think it eliminates some of that Ambiguity in the early part of the season And you know it gives, it gives Anglers other options too That they don't have to go out and fish for Walleye. Does it increase the number of boats On the lakes? Probably but not by a ton Yeah
0: and you know uh, As as you noted when we were talking about uh, Mark Johnson um, Most of the basslingers are Catch and releasing all season long anyway
1: yeah the 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 vast vast majority of bass anglers are putting the fish back and i do get asked a lot you know do you ever you ever fillet bass do you ever keep bass and actually we do we i encourage people when they're trying to get a fish fry uh to keep a, a large mouth that's between 11 and 13 inches in these clear clean waters that fillet is almost identical to a walleye now i know there will be some people that say Oh no, they taste like mud, they're terrible, whatever. They're not. They're they're honestly not. If you keep one that is, you know, four pounds, that's horrible. That's absolutely horrible. It would taste like the bottom of the lake, but if you keep those smaller fish, they are good to eat.
0: Okay. Well now, um we're getting ready for what should be the first long weekend of fishing. However, starting tomorrow we're gonna have a precipitous decline in temperature and it's going to stay that way through saturday before we uptick sunday and monday what does all that mean for fishing in your mind
1: well it means that the accesses aren't going to be as crowded there's plenty of fair weather (laughs) anglers on memorial day but in addition there won't be as many people out enjoying the lakes for for recreation you have a lot of people that that's their memorial day is their first plunge into the water their first trip tubing around the lake and we're not going to see as many people out <laughs> taking part in those water sports. For me personally, I'll still be on the water. It's good to have you know good rain gear, uh, you know good equipment that's going to function, and a good attitude. And I always tell my guide clients, if we get to the day and it is blowing hard and it is pouring rain, if you don't want to go, I'm not going to force you to go. Because <laughs> if they don't want to go, there's a pretty good likelihood that I'm not really looking forward to going out there, too.
0: Yeah. Um, so what do you, What will you be fishing for this weekend? A little bit of everything?
1: Yeah, we'll pr- primarily be
0: targeting walleye, but I do have
1: like a, a family group that wants to go out, and they said, we just want to catch fish. Uh, so a nice thing around here, you can take a live bait rig or a jig, uh, use a, a, a leech, a night crawler, a minnow, will put some live bait on there. And you're going to catch a lot of different species. Uh, right now, the rock bass are going really well in the Park Rapids area. I'll tell everybody that. <laughs> and, uh, that's a pretty consistent year that you're always going to get rock bass to bite. But we'll catch largemouth, smallmouth, a uh, lot of northern pike. We'll catch walleyes. Pretty much you name it, uh, we'll end up landing it this weekend.
0: You know, one of the great things about Hubbard County, I think they've done a tremendous job and they've had very proactive uh, community members in fighting and uh, working to keep AIS out of your waters, how is that situation over there right now? Still good?
1: You know, yeah, and actually, uh, and I, I, I hope that every angler does this. Is every single day when I get my boat checked, whether it's going in or coming out, or sometimes both times, I thank the person for being there. They are protecting our lakes. And some people say, well, it's inevitable. We're going to get AIS. We're going to get some type of exotic creature into the lake that's going to be harmful to the habitat but you know what we're going to prolong it absolutely as long as possible and so i commend those people for being there and it's not like they're getting rich in their position (laughs) and there are periods where they have to put up with people who are jerks plain and simple don't be a jerk (laughs) be one of the people that that thanks them because uh really it is hugely important uh to everybody that uses our lakes
0: of all the fishing advice you've ever given, I like that one the best. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> don't be a jerk.
1: <laughs> you know, the, you know the definition of fishing, don't you? What's that? It's a, a jerk on one end of the line waiting for a jerk on the other end of the line. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Oh. Uh, well, My one thing.
1: Career never really took off. I don't
0: know why. <laughs> I will. I will say this: You guys have shown, though, in in Hubbard County, that it is possible. You have to thus thus far pulled off something that many many other counties have not been able to do. And so, you know, if you're if you're vigilant, you can make this you can make this work at least as you proved out for a while. And well, and for a while, and not to say that we haven't
1: had any AIS because we have. We've had some lakes that have uh, they've found in the last couple of years whether it's um eurasian milfoil or you know some of the, the curly leaf pondweed, but to have counties around us that that do have you know a number of invasives and to be able to fend that off it's almost like you know defending your castle and i, I feel like we've been incredibly proactive and I, if i'm not mistaken uh hubbard county does more boat inspections than any county in the state of minnesota but we also have a huge concentration of lakes so it's necessary
0: yeah i, I, I believe i've heard that as well well listen jason uh, i know you got to get back to school got a couple days left with the kiddos so uh, i'm going to let you go but if people want to hop in the boat and do a trip with go fish guide services or just follow jason's adventures how do we do that Well, you can always
1: find me on social media, you know, that's obviously a big thing. Facebook, Instagram, I'm pretty easy to track down. And yeah, if you want to see some of our exploits throughout the summer, uh, watch and and you'll see how the fishing activity is here in Park Rapids. You can also find me on my cell phone, which is area code 218-252-2278, or on my website, which is go-fish-guides.com.
0: He's Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service, one of the uh, good friends of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Jason, thanks for the time. Have a great weekend.
1: Hey, thanks, Kev. Thanks for having me. And I wish everybody heading out on the lakes this Memorial Day weekend that they're safe and that they have a successful
0: trip out on the water. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us. As always, before we wrap it up, I want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast at Podcast One or on the Pod MN app, which will also give you access to hundreds of Minnesota-based podcasts. The reason you should subscribe to the podcast is, A, you can listen to it whenever you need to or want to, and B... You get access to some stuff that doesn't always make it onto the radio show that is still good stuff, like Mandy Urich will be on the podcast this week. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks, as always, for being here.